hey everybody, Phil here, and uh, as you're hearing this, I'm on vacation. And so I'm, am I. Sandy Upsen is also on vacation. We're both on vacation. Uh, Not we have together. This, yeah, we like to specify that. Um, we would do the special thing, or we did the special thing, rather, where we talked about Sandy Upsen's trip to North Korea. And this I live to happened. tell about it. Yes, this is totally a real thing. We thought this would be really fun to do. Uh, we also had Jake Vever pop in for this. This was totally awesome. Uh, enjoy. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. I am Phil. This is a special edition. We're really excited to have uh, we you have all a with very us. Very special Fake Outrage Report. That's right. Dun dun dun. This is. Uh, I decide whether I want to have sex. <laughs> with uh, yeah. Well, actually, time. it's really a story of Sandeep Sen going behind enemy lines. I always think whenever I see, I always feel like there, there, there was the show Blossom a long time ago, and they always had a special uh, episode where like Blossom has to decide if she's going to have sex. Okay, uh, so I, I, uh, no one's going to watch. No, no one's going to get that reference either. But we're going to leave it in just so you can feel. It weird starred about it. Mayim Bialik, who I think she's on The Big Bang Theory for the so like. There's a contemporary. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay. Did you watch Blossom, Jake? I'm not a big Blossom fan. I mean, I've never seen it, so I can't really shit on the show. But uh, I never heard of it. I, I know what I know of it. I, I don't know what 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 goes on though. Really. Yeah, no, know. you're 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 correct not to have seen the show. So that third voice show. you're hearing, welcome back to the show, Jake Vevra. How's it going? Uh, dude, hey, we're happy to have you. And I specifically you wanted me. Jake to be on this episode because Jake is someone who has experience of also being behind enemy lines, right? Because you've done some uh, some vacations over in the uh, Middle East there. Oh, that I thought you were talking about how I went to the uh, Charlottesville march to try to get laid. I, uh, <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I could get some women in Daisy Duke shorts if I uh, threw on a polo. Imagine shirt the hate fucking. Yeah, you'd get did, from it, <laughs> did it work? I wonder if it's a good a good place to score like a, a neo-Nazi rally. You, you know? know, I never thought of that. I don't think people go there for the chicks. No, they're they, definitely. I don't know if you noticed in the pictures there was. Uh, Men outnumbered the women by no small margin. Uh, it's about it's about three hundred to one. I'd well, say people always do say that you know a lot of these guys are just angry because they're not getting laid, so they start acting like this and lashing out. I kind of agree with that theory. How awesome would it be if you're a chick though and a like a, a Nazi sympathizer? You have your pick of the litter. Like you know you can yeah. just get the the cream of the crop. That's a good point. You think yeah. A lot of those guys are pretty cut too, so like you can get the guy. Right. You can, you're gonna get a guy with like oh skinheads work out for hulk, sure. You know, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting. That's an interesting theory. How many women are neo-Nazi sympathizers just just to get laid? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the thing is, if you're like an, a, a less than average looking woman, if you're you four know? in real life, if you're, you're like four, a four, yeah, you're and you go to your regular non-Nazi <laughs> bar, you're getting a four dude, but. You go to the Nazi bar where you're the only woman. Yeah. You get Edward Norton in American History right. X before the shower scene when he goes all lefty. You Strong get, eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get that's what I would do. If I was an unattractive woman, <laughs> I would I would I would be like the Nazi chick in American History X. Well, I don't even have to imagine being an unattractive as a like Look, let's say there was a movement, like a neo-Nazi movement, or like, you know, but and it was just like chicks outnumbered dudes like eight to one. It, it was, it was I would just, go today. You yeah, know? absolutely, dude. I, uh, yeah, that's that's totally 
where where men and women women differ. Like we would absolutely like, yeah, I know which uh, what nationality do you not like, and how drunk are yeah, you right now? Yeah, like, that one. Fuck that one. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and these but, Chinese people, what the hell's up with them? Well, but to be fair though, I I don't think it's as bad to sleep with a Nazi woman. If you're a guy as it is to sleep with it. Now, this is going to sound sexist, and I apologize. I don't think it's as bad to sleep with a Nazi woman as it is to sleep with a Nazi dude. Here's why I say that. Here's why I say that, people. Um, before you get outraged or fake outraged on me for what I said on the fake outrage report about Nazi women. I don't think it's as bad to sleep with a Nazi woman as a Nazi dude. Because if you're, if you're a woman and you sleep with a Nazi dude, you're right. banging a dude who's, like, committed hate crimes. But... If you are a dude and you sleep with a Nazi woman, all you're doing is sleeping with a woman who slept with somebody who committed hate crimes. Like, women ain't out there doing that. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? I mean, what is she home? She's home baking a swastika-shaped cake. Yeah. She, she's not actually doing anything yeah. that terrible. I think, I think society would forgive a man. Because, like, I think everyone knows that we, like, just, we say a lot of shit just to get laid. You know? Right. So, like, it's just a little jump. Like, yeah, sure. You know, let's all... You know, honestly, I'll, I'll I would hate would, Jews for, yeah. for the night. You know what? You know, I don't really I just had to say that and everything. But like if a woman did it, they'd be like, no, you you clearly you really felt that because women don't lie to get laid or I, that's the perception. I don't know. We need so a woman let's get from uh, let's go from Nazis to uh, a dictator. Wait, before we, we get there, okay. how funny would it be? If you were just kind of drunk one night standing and you looked down and she just had a swastika tramp stamp with no explanation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, oh. obviously I ain't stopping then. But like she's just like, listen, I went through a weird phase after high school. I'm 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 in Greenpeace now. But like she's totally got the the swastika. I think it stamp. would be a good target for your Wait, hold on. Is this swastika tramp stamp? Is it like like two, like like one on each side, or is it just kind of one big one in the middle? How well? I mean, how does this look? What if it was a bunch of little ones shaped like a heart, <laughs> <laughs> or, or like Tinkerbell waving a Nazi flag? <laughs> yeah, you know Tinkerbell, the early Walt Disney Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you history buffs, so it would probably be a Nazi like it would be Nazi sympathizing in Chinese, like it would be Chinese symbols <laughs> sympathizing <laughs> with Nazis. So let's get to Asia. Uh, so th this was actually, you know what, let's meet Jake Vever for just a second real quick. Jake Vevera, Idiots on Parade. Uh, they do, he does that every week with uh, Nathan Timmel. And uh, th that's like a, how would you explain this? A lefty politics and Jake Vever's drunken ramblings? Is that sort of? I, I guess, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not drunk most of the time on there. I, you know, I try to, I try to stay mostly sober for those. And it, yeah, I mean, we do, we okay. do current event stuff. We do, um personal stories it's, it's a little bit like we, we'll do current events but we don't want the whole thing to be newsy because we want to have some stuff that we can just kind of make funny too so we might talk sex robots or something like that you yeah. know so, I mean? so let's get to this episode right here and so, so on this the show here at the fake outrage report sandeep and i we we exchange about a dozen or so stories a week back and forth messaging each other seeing what we're going to do on the show and one of the stories that came up this past summer was the uh, the auto warm buyer. I think that's his name was auto warm buyer story. The kid who got caught in North Korea oh, stealing yeah. a poster. Yeah. And when we, we debated doing it on the show, but we're like, no, it's kind of too sad. We'd rather talk about stupid shit. And plus, every other news outlet did that story. And then we're talking about this, and Sandy just blurts out, "Oh yeah, I've been in North Korea." <laughs> it's just like it never like completely up. fucking nonchalantly. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck, you what? When? How? I had so many questions. And so I wanted to do, I knew that we had a bunch of breaks coming up, and I wanted to do a special edition episode of this show where we just asked Sandeep some questions about the journey of going to North Korea. 
And and people on the internet waited. And I, I put up a thing today. A few people asked some questions. We'll get to their questions in a little bit. Um, and actually, Kristen, one of the old guests from the show, Kristen Seltman, she had the same questions I had, which were just why and how. And so yes. let's start with the the basics here. Uh, how old were you when you went to North Korea? Uh, I was just like four years ago. So I was like 37. Oh, so I actually I knew you before pre and post. Yeah. North Korea. Yeah you, yeah, you probably knew me. Yeah. See, for some reason in my head, I had it like that you did this as like a like a study abroad, and you did no. it when you were like twenty <laughs> during your rowdy days. It, it all started because I I've always kind of had a fascination with North Korea because it's such a fucked up state. Yeah, many people do. Yeah, right. It's like you, you we read about these like totalitarian regimes in the sixties and stuff, where the government's spying you all on the time, and they give you like you know they just have their own information brand, the fake news, and it's all like everything is controlled. And the thing is, in our day and age, that really can't exist anymore because of the internet and because of the availability of um, of information. You governments can try to control information, and they try in like China and Russia and Iran. But everyone knows the full story. They're, they're like the the real shit gets through. They know about Tiananmen Square in China. So you wanted to see if this that sort of experiment still existed. You wanted to see it with your own eyes. So your own curiosity is what made you want to do this. Yeah, my curiosity got me interested in North Korea because I it didn't. It's the last country that exists in that in that realm because all the people are way too poor to afford internet and so the government has <laughs> uh, no, seriously so the government has a real stranglehold on information and they say all sorts of crazy shit um that like americans eat babies and uh you know that we do all sorts of weird shit i'm sure some do and there is a lot of freaky shit in america so let me ask you this. So how how did it start? How the ball get rolling? Like, did you just Google what was, like? What was that Trump? What was that fucking Trump aside that you just said? No, we don't eat babies here. There's no. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that. You, there's a. There are 340 million people in America. Someone's eating a baby at some point. Did you just statistically speaking, it's absolutely happened. <laughs> I get. But it's not like there's like a that's like a legitimate point of view. You just, well, I mean, you just try this. Is, see, this is how Trumpism gets. Well, no, started. no. But like the like, thing oh, is, no, I'm sure there's something. Just because you've tried it once or twice doesn't mean you've eat you eat babies. You've yeah. eaten a baby, sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just because part of a baby. A couple times while you were drunk, everything else was closed. It was yeah. late at night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the meat was not thing. meat was not nearly as tender as I would have liked. But uh, so how how this get started though? Did you just like Google like I want to go to North Korea? No, so I read all these books on on North Korea um, okay. from like defectors and stuff. And okay, and I was and then I had these two friends who like I they've been my friends for a while, and it turns out like we just started. Well, I had no idea that they like read about North Korea too, and I would I talked to them. And it turns out like they were like totally <laughs> in North Korea too. I'm like, how the fuck have we known each other for so long? <laughs> and and I, I had no idea that you guys were into so then. There was a period of time for about a year where whenever you get drunk, we'd be like, dude, we should go to North Korea. And it's like, yeah, man, we're going to North Korea. Let's do it. And then it the is next the day, cheaper of the two Koreas to buy a timeshare in. Right. <laughs> sure. I can well, see. No. Wait, so so you every year you'd get together and you'd be like, you guys want to do it this time? You guys want to do it? And no, then no, we would get together often. And we'd every yeah. time we'd be drinking, we'd be like, no, we're going to go to North Korea. And we're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's actually go. Like, Stop talking about we're not going to we're going to go. But then we would, of course, you know, so you went with two, two friends. You went with two friends. Okay. I, went, well, I wound up going with three friends. Three friends. So of the three friends, which one of you was the actual instigator that was like, we're going to actually do it? Well, so the... the Let's, we, go after no, <laughs> Let's go to NK and fucking rage. It's spring break, bro. <laughs> it's spring break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get drunk and steal posters, bro. That's right. The kimchi's <laughs> extra fermented. Uh, so, well, so then this girl, Marin, who was the... She's like, Ooh. okay... I it actually looked this up. What? It was a chick? Yeah. 
Oh, fuck yeah. That um, makes it awesome. Yeah, she's a... Uh, bigger balls than all of you. Yeah, she's like Malaysian. Or, I, she grew up here, but... So I would she, totally hook up with a lady who wants to go to North Korea because there's nothing she won't do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Marin's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a freak. She's wild. So so when she said it, was there a moment where the other three of you were like, wait, are you ser- are you serious? We're going to do this? I think I think so. I, she sent... Then she actually did all this research and sent us all this information. And so she... So here's another part of the story is I went okay. with the same tour company called Young Pioneers that Otto Wambier went with. And, and uh, Young Pioneers? Yeah, that was the tour group we went with. So there's this group of expats that live in Beijing that started this like tour company. And they go to like all these, they at the time were going to all these off the beaten path places. They were doing Weird. trips to Libya. They were doing trips to Iran. <laughs> And Pioneers just makes it, it just, it implies that you're going into the wilderness, man. It, yes. it implies like, uh, well, the unknown. There yeah. could be savage tribes of whatever the fuck. We could take a, we could take a bow and arrow to the face on this vacation. We're pioneer. <laughs> We'd all die of dysentery. But like this is Yeah, ridiculous. their slogan was, we go to places your mother doesn't want you to go. <laughs> did your mom know you were going? Yeah. And what did, what was her initial reaction? I mean, they, they weren't too thrilled. They're like, what, what, what are you talking about? Why okay. are you going? Because one of our questions, Mary Beth, who's on the show, um, she asked if this was punishment from a strict Indian family. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to know that. That was on our list of questions that we had to do. So, so it was not a punishment. It was not a, you didn't get a B minus one time or something. <laughs> you didn't. Okay. No, they were not. They were not thrilled that I was going to North Korea. Oh, this God. is before. I mean, this is like this guy got um, taken like last year. So this is like years before anyone actually was taken on tour. We there were people who were like held by North Korea who they said were proselytizing, like Lisa Ling or Lucy Liu or one of them, Lucy Ling, Lisa oh, Ling, Li- Lisa Lisa Liu. Is that? Lucy I, I forgot. Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. Lucy Liu. Is that? Yeah. No, but I don't think. I think she's. It wasn't her. It was Lisa Ling who was. It was Lisa Ling. I was thinking of an actress. It was oh, you're thinking, oh, the, the reporters Clinton or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu is the... Uh, Charlie's Angels. Change, yeah. yeah, slash elementary. Slash, she was on something before that, too. I don't know she? why the hell I thought she was being held in North Korea, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we... Okay, so it... We, and so we picked a date. So we arranged the whole thing through Young Pioneers. Uh, you, you fly to Beijing, and then... I, we stayed there for a few days, and then we flew from Beijing to Pyongyang. So let me ask, how much paperwork is involved in this process? Like, Because I, I know that when you, you go to some countries, there's all these different sort of red tape uh, layers you have to get through. Did you have to pass any certain tests or take any sort of quizzes or something like that to be approved to go to North Korea? We had to get a visa to go to North Korea. For, for like a week or whatever? Yeah, Just for like and a the week. visa was... It was a different process than anyone. It was easy. It was like a one-page piece of paper that they didn't stamp into your passport because they didn't. They knew that you don't like. I, I, if you're an American citizen, you're not really supposed to go, so they don't pa- put the visa in your passport. Um, I don't. It's not banned. Like we're not officially not allowed to go at the time. Maybe now it's different, but like it was something where it was frowned upon, and some people that like one dude that wanted to go couldn't go because. He's like, if work found out, it would be they like did some work for the government. Um, oh yeah, so, he he would be detained. Yeah. No, well, it was just that the, if the government, if his like if his work found out, then it, because they does government contracts, they 
they wouldn't allow it or they would, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, some, I don't know. There's some weird rule, but the visa we filled out and we had to mail it in North Korea to, like, approve us to <laughs> get fired for going to North Korea. Dude, I went to ISIS, uh, to the ISIS theme park. And when my work found out about that, they said, never again. You go to any more evil vacations, you're done here, man. You can't, you can't do it. How was the ISIS theme park? Was it good? It was all right, man. Uh, they didn't have any goddamn food while the sun was up, though. It was bullshit. I was hungry all day. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I imagine their, their log flume, that had to be a bitch to set up because there's not much water in the desert. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, well, I, I, again, I went there to get laid, but all the women looked the same, dude. They were all walking around with the stuff on, and I, I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like I mean, Every ride, me, every adventure ride would be just like things blowing up around you. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was more adrenaline-filled than Six Flags, I'll give it that. You know what I mean? It's more... Their lives are so filled with danger. I feel like an ISIS theme park would just be like a couch, and you're just like watching TV with, you know... <laughs> were the lines a little shorter than Six drink. Flags, though? And the lines were shorter. Oh, that's um, good. They were really long for the roller coaster that goes through the Twin Towers, though, man. That was the big oh, attraction. They love that one. They love that one in, in ISIS land. <laughs> so back to North Korea here. Uh, so you, how long was this paperwork process? Did it take like a week, a month? Did it, it was like a six-month process? I, I don't remember it being long. Okay, so it was actually fairly simple. And yeah. so did you have to uh, take any, like, uh, immunization pills or anything? No, I, no, no, I know because some countries. I know I have friends who've done like relief work in other countries, and for like a month or two before you go, you have to take certain pills so you don't like get diseases. And I know that North Korea probably their medical system is a little different than ours. I so, think those countries tend to be tropical, so they have different viruses. North Korea isn't really like a tropical country. Okay. Um, so yeah, we didn't have to get special um, vaccines. Young, I remember like so young pioneers. It was basically, you know, it's it's basically if Jake Vevera formed, uh, it, they're all like Jake, like they were like sure. hard drinkers and partiers, and then they just like kind of like they just lived in Beijing, but they're all like from like New Zealand and Britain. And that, uh, so it's and, just a bunch of alcoholics who decided to get drunk and take people on vacations to, to places Korea. they might <laughs> never come back from. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> all right. after this guy got detained, <laughs> the auto guy. How many jobs do you got to get fired before that becomes your job? Like, that's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. His that's parents a, were really pissed at Young Pioneers. So the Young Pioneers is mentioned in the New York Times and all the articles because his parents were like, this is a, this tour, they're blaming the no, tour well, company. No, let me ask, well, you, I'd have you, been pissed too. How man. was your experience as Young Pioneers? Would, would you? How many stars did you give Young Pioneers? Was it oh, a fun they were experience? Great. Oh, they it was were, great. I mean, so you endorse they it? They helped. Like I don't know how you arranged to go to North Korea if you didn't have Young Pioneers. I know there's a way because they they you you can just kind of do everything. But they kind of took care of everything. So and like they were with us the whole time. They they liked to party hard. We did drink with them a lot. So that's gonna be interesting. Partying in North Korea. Yeah, they gave us a lot of alcohol. The North Koreans. Everywhere we that's, went, we could that's have. That's really interesting. We could have booze. Really. So, so let me ask. So you're you're. So take me through this. We're gonna go from the beginning. How so you were Korean booze. It was good. What like it was like like soju like. Uh, we had soju. Uh, we had be- they had beer. They had like local hmm. beer. It wasn't bad. How how is stuff. the craft beer in North Korea? <laughs> 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 what if? See what if? Because. We don't really trade with them. What if they did have the most amazing beer? Because I, I mean, like like monks in uh, Belgium still make the beer. And back when they originally did it, I mean, they were basically like prisoners to the monastery. I mean, not like prisoners, prisoners, but they spent their whole lives there. There's no women. It fucking sucks being a monk. You got to shave your head stupid with that little like fake looking bald spot in the back when you're a monk, you know, and you got to walk around in the like it sucks, you know, so like these Belgian monks make the best beer. 
it, still, it's my favorite kind of beer. It comes from these monasteries. So oh, I love Belgian beer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's like just some some brewers in North Korea well, how, who's Jake, just how like do you know that? later. Do, what's up? Do, how do you know that? Like, do they do they? Um, did you go to like the gift shop at the monk monastery or in Belgium or something? Or no, there, is no, there a brand actually, that does it comparably that actually gets exported to America? Or yeah. Um. So you know how if if you look on products from here. It'll have those like USDA approved organic or whatever, like that that green and white logo. Yeah. They actually have one. I'm not making this up. They have one in Belgium uh, for authentic Trappist ales, and some of them That's will call awesome. it Trappist, but it's not real Trappist, you know. But a lot of them it says Trappist. It is, but it'll have a little purple thing on the back. Um, it's it's usually on the back on the bottom somewhere. It's an official logo from the government of belgium that says this is certified from a no shit monastery that's fucking awesome yeah. so the, the yeah. beer in north korea uh is, is there just one brand of beer with like a picture of kim jong-un in the front of it or is there actually like a good selection or how is the beer no, there was no good selection i think there okay. was like two uh, beers like delight and dark it was okay it was nothing <laughs> nothing to write home about i was you're i not, see because i think it would okay. be amazing if there was some master brewer there who like from the the age he was 10 he was like, the dear leader says, never leave this room and just make the best goddamn beer you can. <laughs> and you don't eat until you make it a little bit better than it was yesterday. And he just has the most insanely good beer. But the only two guys who've ever drank it before is Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un. And they're just like, yeah, fucking two thumbs up from us. But it, it, no one else knows about Four it. Four thumbs up because it's two yeah. guys. So anyway, so start from the beginning here at the trip. You... You you get on the plane in Beijing, okay? Now, what's the first thing that happens when you get off the plane in North Korea? Or like customs tough, or how, how does that go? Well, first, okay, I want a little background. So we went during this thing called the Arirang Games, and and that's why we specifically went during that time so we could see it. The Arirang Games is this. It's like a it's like a performance. It's a dance show, dancing and singing show. But it's it's massive. It's it's it takes up an entire soccer. I saw field. that on Vice. Shane Shane Smith went there and filmed it. Yeah, yeah, and there are all these videos yeah. on YouTube. It's, so you it's can fucking see it. wild, man. So yeah. basically, you're like sitting on one side of the field, and they're all the entire like field is like taken up by dancers and stuff. And then you know, in college football games, like the crowd will like hold up signs. And then it'll make a big sign like oh wait like Ohio and it'll be like yeah go Bama yeah. or whatever yeah. yeah okay so it's like that on stairs so the whole opposite end is all people doing this to the beat like many many different signs to like in a rhythm and so it's like they it's supposedly it's like seventy thousand people that's like coordinated and so when China had their Olympic games they hired these North Korean choreographers because they because they do these they they choreograph these massive events every year. And uh, the reason why they were doing it is because it's a totalitarian state, so they can just be like, "All right, you're gonna, you're gonna just spend all day practicing this, yeah. and if you don't, if you fuck up, you die, or whatever well, you do." Hold on. So if the stadium is seventy thousand people that are doing this, who's the show for? I mean, isn't that about the capacity of a football stadium? Yeah, I mean, so it's all like one side of the stadium; those are the tickets. The whole other side is taken up by their performers oh, okay. doing the signs. So there's only a few thousand people that are actually able to watch the show. Everyone else is part of the show. Yeah, but they're doing it. They're doing it for a whole week or whatever. And so, like, it's like That's the, the, awesome. the politicians watch it. Um, uh, we got to watch it. You know, like we had to buy tickets, but um, it's kind of for the political class, or it's just for. I don't know, like, the whole money-making aspect of it is lost when you have a dictator. They just like, oh, you're going to do this, and it's yeah. just going to boost the morale of that the That is one thing that uh, capitalism and democracy fails at, are pep rallies or dog shit. 
Right. Um, <laughs> we only do them for our sports teams, and we're all divided between sports teams. You know, we can't get all the football fans together and do one choreographed Yeah, there's no, there's no stub hub like the, the no. tickets are, you know. No one does nationalism quite like the uh, totalitarian regime. Is that, yeah, that's they're, they're big into true. it. So, so, uh, so at the beginning, you get off the plane in North Korea. What's the first thing you and the Young Pioneers group do? Are you like, we're going to the bar? We got to, uh, you know, well, we're first, going okay, to the hotel? So, so we meet in Beijing the day before. Okay. I, I, so we went with 11 people total. I, I had three friends in my group but okay. there was like 11 people total who were mm. all from like Europe and we have some South Koreans we had some Irish and they're just like you know just like us trying to check out this crazy ass trying to regime. figure it out yeah um, and they, so they gave us this whole talk of like dude don't don't fuck with these people don't bring up politics don't um, you know be respectful you know if if they tell you not to take pictures of something don't take pictures ask you know just Basically, do, don't be a douchebag. Don't fucking instigate anything. We've never had, and they're like, we've never had any problem with, um, with any, you know, anyone with them. How getting are like the off. basic rules there? Because like, was there like a curfew or anything? So the thing is, okay. So when we go, we're just basically the whole vacation was we stay in this one hotel that's like separated from the city by like it's like a little, it's kind of on a little island, like you know. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. It's like triangular shaped, right? It's like a weird shaped building. Yeah, something like that. And every yeah. morning, a tour bus would come, and they would have these North Korean minders, but they served as tour guides. They were just they were tour guides, um, and they would just take us to these different areas that they wanted us to see in around Pyongyang, and we also went to the demilitarized zone, and they would just and they would just tell us what we're seeing, and they would talk about it. Dude, that's got to be like the best gig in communism. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's got to be like a general's nephew getting that job or something. Yeah, no, no bullshit. Yeah, that sounds like a good gig. Yeah, everyone who lives, uh, everyone who lives in Pyongyang is connected somehow. Um, yeah. They're all like part. Like you have to, they, if you're retarded, you get you you don't get let in. Isn't uh, that like the um, the only part of the country that has like water and electricity and shit? Maybe, uh, and it definitely had it. Yeah, Pia North Korea is like so. You have to be connected to live in Pyongyang. It's basically like the Hunger Games, except everyone's a little hungry. Uh, that's how I <laughs> describe it. Yeah. <laughs> and we lived in like the, you know, Pyongyang is like the the connected class. <laughs> well, yeah, if you, if you look at it at night, like if you look at the two countries at night, uh, South Korea is just completely lit up. Like if, if you look at like a satellite well, yeah. photo from space, uh, South Korea is completely li lit up. Uh, Pyongyang's lit up. And then the rest of the country's dark. It's, it's, it's creepy. It's, it's, it's super it's fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah, for real. So, um... Did anything jump out at you as uh, when you're walking around doing these tours and going to these landmarks and stuff? How did people react to you? We didn't really interact with um, any of the North Koreans. Like, no one really came up and talked to us. Um, we did have a few blonde women in our group. And yeah. they got a lot. Of, they got a lot of attention. Like, kids would come up to them and because, like, they'd never seen any North Korean catcalls. <laughs> I think that was the, that was their version of it. They would come up to the blonde, like they completely ignored me. You know, they're like, they was, don't want. Was there any Indians. drunk douchebags in your group who was catcalling the North Koreans? No, no one. Ah, no, no. Uh, but I gotta say, Matthew the North Koreans were like, pretty hot. I came to get Poon Tang and Poon Yang, baby. That's, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Here. There's gotta be at least one guy that went just because he had an Asian fetish. There's gotta be just. Well, <laughs> but he would be in Thailand, right? Like, there's no way he would have fallen for that brochure. Like, uh, hey, come, come. Get a cheap vacation where you get laid in Korea. Don't worry about which one, you know? Just sign here. <laughs> get on the bus. That actually was a question that uh, that Matt had, Matt Marin, and he wanted to know that, that, you know, how do people react to you? Were people scared of you? Were they intrigued by you? W was there any sense, by the way, uh, that people were, 
looked at you like, you know, fucking take us with you. This place sucks. Like, was there any of that going on? No, there was complete indifference. I would, I would, uh, that's how wow, I characterize interesting. it. Um, we had our tour groups. We would go in places in public, but like no one would really interact with us. Now the, the blonde girls got like people want to take their pictures with them and stuff, but it was still pretty limited. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, that's yeah. Do you think that that's because they, they're told like, you know, if you ever, you see any filthy baby eating Americans, don't talk to them or like they're scary or how do you, where do you think well, it probably wasn't though? all Americans though with you? Right. I mean, it's probably people from all over the most place. Pe- I mean, aside from us, most people weren't, I mean, we had 11 people. They're all, like, from, like, Europe and stuff. Okay. So, and we had some South Koreans. Um, who, but they, we, like, we're all culturally the same, and yeah. North Korea is different. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're told not to really interact with... I'm guessing they're just, like, you know... You now, don't did really you get the sense at all that you were... That your itinerary was, like, very planned, and you were kind of being, like, under the thumb and being watched at all? Our itinerary was definitely planned. Um, okay. There so was there no like. That they... There was no like. I want to go here. It's like okay. Now we're going here. And now we're going here. <laughs> Even the vacations there are are dictator like. Apparently. Oh yeah. I my whole f- point of doing this is I wanted an ironic vacation, uh, <laughs> and, and I got it. It was like exactly basically the entire vacation. Was... Tired of regular vacations. I want an anti-vacation. Yeah. I want... And the, the, the entire vacation was like the, the guides talking to us about something and then me kind of sitting in the back making snide comments under my breath to my friends. <laughs> so that was, that was what we did. There was a lot of signs of pictures and posts. I was getting so tired of the statues and pictures of Kim Il-sung, who was the initial leader, then Kim Jong-il, and then Kim Jong-un. Now, is there a, the a, one of the statues. questions that I wanted to ask you? Probably. They're all, this, those three people were all over the place. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that, about the, the presence of, like, the military and, like, the authoritative sort of uh, atmosphere. Was it just everywhere? Were there just dudes with assault rifles just all over the place? And were there, you know, guys in every corner, like, guard watch people or, or whatnot? Or how, how sort of, uh, you know, under that sort of feeling was there? There wasn't really that much of a military presence. Okay. From what I remember. I don't, th- I don't think there was any military. There was a lot of monuments that showing, like... And uh, and places that they're like sh- bragging about their military might, so they talked about it all the time. But there, I, there weren't mm. like just people all over the place. Um, I think in certain areas there were, and so they took us to. The whole thing is like a lot of the questions alluded to, like what are you seeing? But I didn't see anything that was that was really that off. That was really that like um, indicative of what the country is really like. Because they're taking us first. We're in the capital city, which is like. Their nice showcase. Part. Yeah. And they're taking us to things that they want us to see. Um, and so all the buildings it we saw. It was like were, that country's Tinder profile. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not putting the STD scares on Tinder profile. You know, you're not talking about your alcoholism. Um, yeah, you, you know, your your racist uncles the, ain't going on your Tinder profile. Like none of that. Saving your chunky picture till the fifth one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Your guts all sucked in. Not mentioning your kids, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. None of the atrocities you've committed is on the Tinder profile. You know. Yeah, exactly. All the people like looked fine. They looked healthy. They looked that they, they they're all that actually they're all, they're all they're all fashionable. That actually is one of the questions that I got here. Um Amanda Joy St. James asked, uh, did you ever get the feeling that because there's a rumor that that's been going around that there are people that uh are paid by the government to just dress up nice and act like they're going to work and travel through the city every day do you get the feeling that maybe some people were faking it i i've read that too um okay that people are speculating that i i did i saw plenty of people going around and 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 doing business but i find it very hard to believe that for us 
11 people in a city mm -hmm. of millions that yeah. they're that they're putting on this whole show for us. Um, there is work to be done in North Korea. You, I mean, you still got to like have commerce and sell food and, you know, do shit for the states and all those. I, I think they oppressing people's hard work, man. Right. I mean, I think those people have places to go. And um, so I didn't I, I don't I don't. I, I've read that too. That there's some speculation there. I I don't think that that was going on. I I can see like if foreign dignitaries are coming, they're going to be putting on a more of a show. But I don't know. I can't imagine why they'd put on a show for eleven idiots like us. Did they did they ever have any of the <laughs> um the weird shops like on the Vice one? I don't know if you saw the Vice documentary, but it he filmed himself. He did he did what what you're talking about. He went there as a uh, tourist and and just kind of secretly filmed it the whole time. And um, they had them go into, like, shops and uh, restaurants where they were the only customers in there and, yeah. and that kind of thing. There was a lot of that? or Yeah, I, we definitely did go to restaurants where we're the only people in the restaurant. Uh, um, they fed us pretty well. They always gave a lot of booze. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, again, like, I think really I can see, like, when you're a totalitarian regime, like, the... Your, your restaurants don't have to make money. So they just like, yeah. you know, it's like communism. Like they just employ people at factories, whether they need that shit or not. Cause it's what just is the food like, yeah. by the way, I, I did want to ask that. What, is there any type of cuisine there that sticks out as like authentically North Korean? It was Korean. If you go to Korean restaurants, it was pretty much. Oh, so that. it's very similar. Yeah. Um, and so okay. there was a lot of like, so there's a lot of weird tasting stuff sometimes like with fish and, but even if I didn't like some of the stuff, there's always kimchi, there's always rice. So I could it tastes always weird because they weren't able to season it with freedom. Some <laughs> <laughs> or I think it was just so authentically Korean and I'm not, I didn't develop that taste. But there was also like good Korean barbecue. They, they fade, some of the meat tasted a little shady. And were that there happened. any uh, corporate American chains that were able to permeate? Like when you, get, when you landed in the airport, was there like a McDonald's and like a Pizza Hut and shit? Or there was none not. of that at all? No. Oh. There was one kidnapped South Korean chef there that they that they got. <laughs> they threw him in a knapsack, took him over the border, and we're like, now we got the best bulgogi in Korea. Fuck you, South Korea. <laughs> we stole your Gordon Ramsay. What's up? Um, they did take us to. I, I saw this on Vice, and they took they took us here. They, there was like the, some like a gun range, and they showed us this target when they're like, the, they kept calling Kim Jong-il our dear leader. Dear, they kept just kept, yeah. like, they would always bring it back oh, so to this our was, dear leader. This was underneath Kim Jong-il. This was when he was still there. Uh, no, this was Kim Jong-il. Oh, this is Kim Jong-il in the Colonel. Okay. Yeah, but they, they were still talking a lot of shit about Kim Jong-il and Kim really? Il-sung. They, they just, wow. they, they, yeah, just, yeah. like, they'll, they'll be showing us something. They mm -hmm. always bring it back to, like, Kim Jong-il for some reason. Like, yeah, and this is this grass, and yeah. Uh, every blade was individually grown by Kim Jong Il, and you know like, he actually invented grass. Yeah, he invented <laughs> grass, and uh, this field was completely bare. And then Kim Jong Il stopped to piss here once, and then yeah. it sprouted this, <laughs> this immaculate field. Yeah. We have we have uh, flowers grow here now because of that man's urine. Right. And when regular people pee, like sometimes dandelions and weeds form, but Kim Jong Il's <laughs> pee uh, is aut an automatic pesticide and, and a weedicide, so only yes. like grass grows. That's actually one of the questions uh, that somebody had. Matt also wanted to know if uh, you got to find out if Kim Jong-un indeed did or didn't have a butthole. <laughs> uh, I, they, they, he did, but uh, he shit strawberry soft serve. That was one of the... Oh, really? Yes. No shit. Is uh, it like Froyo locale or how... how no, well, no, it was full fat, but it it, it it was a full fat soft serve, but it it didn't make you gain weight. It was because uh, it came out of his ass. What oh, about for so vegans? Amazing. Can he can he can he uh, can he customize the order? Can yeah, he, can he get get a little soy? You in there? tell him what you want him to shit, and he'll shit it for you, dude. That 
leader really is dear. 